Good morning. Welcome to Three Minutes on Markets and Money. Let's run through some major markets today to kind of see where we are on things. Uh, starting out right now with the S&P 500, not surprising here, as we've talked about here over the last couple of weeks. Markets really just continuing to digest uh, that recent run-up that we had in March. Markets really haven't gone much of anywhere. Working off this money flow sell signal that we've had, that signal now starting to flatten out here, suggesting that we'll likely see a turn back to a buy signal, maybe as early as Friday, uh, probably uh, most certainly Monday or Tuesday of next week, unless the market just really falls apart over the next couple of days. But if the market continues to kind of do what it's doing, uh, we'll likely finish this consolidation and start to turn the market higher here over the next couple of weeks. Now, that daily sell signal occurred when we still had a weekly buy signal in place. And that weekly buy signal now getting a bit overbought here. Now, a little bit more to go here. This suggests that these two will coincide into a sell signal probably in about three weeks or so. So late May, early June, likely see a bigger correction in the markets. But moving through some other areas of the market here on a short-term basis, taking a look at the NASDAQ. NASDAQ has had a very strong run here. Um, its sell signal about to turn positive as well. That also will kind of align with the S&P. So again, there is some room here over the next couple of weeks that we could see a little bit more upside. Now, I think that upside is somewhat limited here because of the deviations that we currently have between current prices and moving averages. So upside is probably limited in this next advance. It'll be a fairly weak buy signal. So I wouldn't expect a whole lot of movement, but another one or 2% upside, certainly well within the realm of possibility before we get into that kind of summer-ish correction that we're talking about. Interest rates now ticking up here. We're seeing more inflationary pressures. Now, this is the reason I'm talking about this bigger correction potential this summer is because inflationary uh, pressures are ticking up. Now we're talking about inflationary pressures. We're gonna, that's going to lead to higher interest rates, of course, uh, potential increase in taxes all coming along. These are all going to kind of coincide with a, a impact to economic growth. And probably sometime around June, July, we're going to start seeing uh, weaker economic growth expectations weaker earnings growth expectations as this kind of economic boost that we got from all these stimulus payments really kind of works its way through the system and we start seeing a bit of a contraction here. So we're here, we're just getting really a money flow buy signal on treasuries. That suggests that we're going to see one more leg up here potentially in rates, uh, seeing the 10-year treasury probably head up to even 1.8%, maybe 1.9% in this next run. And of course, that'll coincide potentially with this kind of peak in economic growth expectations. Um, Looking over on the gold side, a lot of questions uh, lately about gold. Gold back on a sell signal. And again, gold really needs a catalyst of fear in markets, right? There is no fear in markets. If you take a look at the volatility index as an example, volatility just continues to really just fall off a cliff here. No concerns about a correction in the markets. And that's really what gold needs to have a, a real move here. Gold really just been a laggard here as of late. So again, you know, I, you know, gold longer term because of inflationary pressures, because of higher interest rates, certainly probably has a bid at some point, just not right now. We're going to need a little bit of a, a change of sentiment in the overall markets. Keep watching emerging markets. Again, not much going on here on a buy signal. We're about to finish that buy signal. Emerging markets really went nowhere here. And again, that's the differentials between economic growth rates between the U.S., and these emerging market countries. So again, no matter where you look, it really looks like the best opportunity for money right now still remains being domestically allocated. Uh, overweight equities, underweight bonds for right now, but I do think that's gonna change later this summer and we'll keep you up to date. That's three minutes on markets and money. We'll see you tomorrow.